0: It's the show the establishment warned you about. That's right. We're broadcasting from the free state of Florida. It's the Dr. Tommy Show. Glad you're here. It's the Friday edition. We are here in the morning, but you don't even know that because you may be listening to this afterwards and it doesn't matter because what we put out here is evergreen content. Evergreen is uh, like lingo that says you can listen to it whenever you want, and it'll still be pertinent in your life, and you'll still be glad you did it. Uh, Glad you're joining us from the free state of Florida, where we are celebrating independence uh, from the crazy people who are in uh, charge over on the left, and um, most of that is... Uh, the stuff that is going on now is what we're going to talk about today is that, do we have the ability to have a national separation if we can't have a national divorce, which is a civil war? Uh, nobody wants a civil war. It would be nice to be able to say, we're going to just start over and you have your states and we'll have our states and then we'll we'll apply the constitution and you you guys apply whatever the hell you want. But... It's not going to happen we're not going to be able to do that we're too uh we have too many assets in entwined uh, we have the military we have uh you know we have um we have the, the different states interactions we have all these things that are entwined it's kind of like you know when you're long-term married and you have too much stuff tied together it's just so difficult to legally separate then a divorce, you know, you have to sell the house, you have to figure out, you know, who's going to have the kids, what's going to be the custody sharing and all that stuff. So, you know, sometimes people say, well, we're not going to divorce, we're just going to separate, we're going to keep, we're going to keep our insurance together. And we're going to, uh, we're going to you know, keep the house, or, or maybe you'll have the house and I, I, whatever the case is. Anyway, there's not a divorce, it's just a separation. And maybe that's what we need here. Uh, why do I say that? Well, it's just uh ever becoming ever abundant abundantly clear that that's that's the case uh this is just over the weekend we have celebration on january or july 4th independence day and it's amazing how independence day is so triggering to people on the left independence day is uh, independence from the uh, united states uh, the, the colonies against the british and to this day there are people i was listening this morning on uh, the radio on the way in the this guy, uh, Lawrence McDonnell, Lawrence O'Donnell on MSNBC, I believe it is. He's a uh, whatever talking head. Anyway, he was complaining. Uh, oh, he was uh, so chagrined about the, uh, the Electoral College was what his big complaint was. And he was he was pissed off about the Electoral College. He was pissed off about senators. He was pissed off about uh, what else was it? Oh, he was mad that when the Constitution was first uh, invented that uh, only white men could vote. So anyway, all this was uh, uh, he was talking about and he was saying about basically how the uh, two things were uh, fixed, the uh, the, the ability for only white men to vote. So now black people can vote. Obviously, anybody can vote any color and uh, uh, women can vote, which is obviously, you know, that's a good thing. But what he fails to recognize is the Constitution is is such an uh, instrumental document in our founding is that it allowed us to change, to uh, adapt to those things. There was an amendment process, and I think the people like Lawrence O'Donnell, who were uh, weak-minded, uh, intellectually challenged, did not realize that that is the beauty of the document, that it allows it to be changed over time or, or with with certain, certain uh, ability of the Congress to pass amendments and then also for the states to ratify them, or conventions of states to happen where uh states pass uh amendments and then the uh then the amendments just pass if it's the convention of states method which is not talked about anyway back to my point is uh this guy he's pissed off about you know he's there these people on the left are mad about the whole the whole concept of the united states the united states to them is a bad idea and this is some (laughs) this is from breitbart Says Hollywood celebrities reject July 4th. Trash America over abortion, slavery, Donald Trump. This is just the greatest hits. Here's Barbara Streisand. On this July 4th, our Democratic Republic remains in danger by authoritarian right led by Donald Trump in his propaganda of the big lie about the 2020 election. So interesting that Barbara Streisand, if she wrote this or whoever wrote it for, wrote a Democratic Republic because they usually forget about that part, that it is a Democratic Republic. They usually just say our democracy, our democracy, our democracy does not appear once in the Constitution or the Declaration of Independence. Democracy taken purely is uh, majority rule and tyranny of the majority. So anyway, it's funny that she calls it a republic, which it is. And then we have here uh, Jessica Chastain, uh, who, who was uh, pissed off about abortion rights. She says, happy, quote, Independence Day for me and my productive, reproductive rights. And she's flicking off the camera. Classy. Uh, what else? This is uh, Rob Reiner, another uh, brilliant leftist. The fourth, a majority of Americans may feel independence is a strange thing to be celebrating. The ugly rise of authoritarianism has sunk its hooks into our democracy. There we go. But if we want our union to be more perfect, we must continue to fight vote. Uh, what is Samantha B who I, who I have no idea who she is, except from reading things like this, but apparently she's some type of comedian, happy independence day to every woman who is able to live the life she wants because of an abortion. And then we have here, George Takai, already torn about what July 4th means this year, TBH. I don't know what that means. Anyway, so you get the idea here is these people are pissed off about Independence Day. Um, Oh, here's, this is my favorite, one of my favorite uh, leftists, because I'm going to get back to what this this means. Uh, What a strange feeling to have woken up on July the 4th en route to having so much of our independence ripped from us. For those fellow travelers feeling a bit empty today, it's just not you. It's not just you. Ellipsis. And it's Ron Perlman. So this is the guy with the giant face. He looks like a giant face man. But anyway, so this 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 idea that there's this leftists that are, are mad is is a not a new thing. The leftists have been mad for as long as I've known about leftists as long as i've been around so the earliest memories i have of leftists are when i was a kid and there was uh, the clinton administration and back then you didn't really hear about leftists too much it wasn't mainstream the democrat party at that time was the new democrat party it was bill clinton and uh, al gore and they were the uh, young southern democrats and they were they were they were going to be more conservative and they're not going to be as, as radical as their predecessors of dukakis and all these other losers that didn't make it mondale who were uh, uh intellectual i'm not losers uh in people in general but uh elect, electoral losers i'm not trying to say they're bad people i don't know uh mondale and dukakis anything about them that's bad except that their policies are bad i'm not calling them losers personally electoral losers anyway so they were going to distance themselves from that. They were going to be the new Democrats and the new Democrats were about. Uh, I remember Bill Clinton saying there of big government is over. And he also said that abortion should be safe, legal and rare. So that's that's the old style. So the leftists now, though, are leftists are everywhere. I mean, leftists is you turn on your TV. You turn on YouTube everywhere there are. There's leftists. left. The left culture dominates everything to do with American uh, uh Existence, entertainment industry, uh, the government, um, educational systems, the administrative state, um, corporations, everything is is left. And so we have these people who are on the left who I I predicted that when they had their win on November the 6th, I said, this is not going to make them happy. Nothing is going to make these people happy because they are not naturally happy people. They are naturally unhappy people. They are people who have grievances. They are people who are, um, see fault with the United States the way it is. Like I said, go back to their point. They, they say it just clearly there. There's nothing to be happy There's nothing to be thankful for on July 4th, July 4th, a bad, a bad thing. And so, uh, what you have is that we're going to have to have a, a discussion about how we can just amicably separate. And the way you do that really is by doing what we're doing now people are, are figuring out which is the best best place to be. And so one of the best places to be is if you're in California, if or you're, if you're on the left, is in California. Now, I'm not saying everybody in California is left-wing. Obviously, that's not true. But the government, the state government, is largely left-wing. And if you desire that type of law, that type of regulation, then you should move to California. Recently, Governor Newsom had launched an ad and it's a funny ad. If you watch it, it's a, he launched an ad here in Florida basically criticizing Governor DeSantis and saying that if you want to have freedom of speech, if you want to have freedom of choice, if you want to have freedom of whatever, go to California and come to California. So he's here digitally recruiting people to come from Florida to California. California recently in 2020 was the first time... And uh, since it's been a state that they lost population every year, so I think it was 1850. Since California was a state, it gained population until 2020, I believe it was 2020, and then they lost population. So here's Newsom here in in Florida digitally recruiting people to go to California, and it was hilarious because. It shows this picture of DeSantis and it's DeSantis and Trump. And basically he's making the argument that, look, Florida is not the free state. California is a free state. Come to California if you want to live freely. And that's exactly what you should do. If you if you are more of the likes of you like the way that they live in California better, if you like the way Governor Newsom governs in California, if you prefer all those things that they do, you should you should go. Please go and, uh, take, take your, as many people that, uh, believe what you believe with you. And then we can have a, a, a way to, uh, peacefully coexist. That's all we want. And, uh, it's hilarious. Dave Rubin, if you look on Instagram, Tracy sent this to me, I, I have an Instagram account that I rarely check, but she sent it to me and I, I checked it. And it's hilarious. It's Dave Rubin responding. I'm not going to play it here because it's, it's profane, but he, he responds for, rather forcefully to, uh governor DeSantis. i'm sorry then uh, to uh governor uh, uh gavin newsom's uh, uh commercial uh so there's more stuff about divorce so uh, this is a uh, breitbart maryland suspends good and substantial reason requirement for concealed carry following SCOTUS second amendment ruling maryland governor larry hogan now this guy is the biggest rhino you've ever seen larry hogan is the rhino of rhinos this guy is a. Uh, He's the capo de tuti capa of rhinos. And uh, so he is um, the governor of Maryland. And he announced on Tuesday he's suspending his state's, quote, good and substantial reason requirement for concealed carry permit issuance in the light of a recent Supreme Court ruling. Uh, the, so, so that's the uh, ruling that says that that Justice Thomas wrote that. New York State or NSNYSRPA versus Bruin saying we to agree and now hold consistent with Hiller and McDonald, the second and 14th amendments protect an individuals right to carry a handgun for self defense outside the home. So that ruling basically did away with the ruling from uh, or from the law from the New York, New York law that says that you have to show basically you have to you have to justify why you need a gun. It's not just an, enough that the Constitution says it. But you have to you have to have a, a good enough reason, according to New York. And obviously, you know, that it's probably your reason it's not going to be good enough. It's kind of like your reason for not getting the vaccine. They say, well, you don't have to have the vaccine. You just have to you have to get a, a waiver. And, and, and if your waiver is good enough, then you can get it. And then guess what? Nobody's waiver is good enough. You have to get the vaccine, which is another whole constitution or uh, sorry, a uh, uh, divorce uh argument altogether is whether or not she should be vaccinated against your will anyway. So Larry Hogan is seeing the light, so he's doing away or they're not going to uh, enforce their good and substantial reason requirement for concealed carry permits any longer. So the concealed carry permits interesting thing, interesting thing, because uh, in New York, where this Supreme Court actually ruled against them, these guys have gone the other way. They're so radical again. If you want to live in New York and you want to live under this type of uh, uh, legal system, go there. They haven't made it now. So they just got slapped down from the Supreme Court, right, legally. And they said, look, you, you guys are your law is unconstitutional. So what did they do? They went and formed a law. Now, a requirement that in order to get a a permit, you're going to have to have your. Uh, social media records reviewed for three years, I believe it is. So this is the Holcomb Governor Holcomb's uh, new rule that you have to have social media accounts reviewed, and then they will decide if you are able to get a permit. So this is um, obviously anybody who has anything to do with, you know, on their social media, uh, I support Trump or, or or you know anything that's not left, you are going to not have your gun rights uh, allowed. But this is one of the things that. So this is Governor Hogan a a rhino. and uh, this is a guy who attacked uh Ron DeSantis over his Disney uh stance after he did not read anything to do with it. He just knew DeSantis did it. He said DeSantis is not a rhino. I am a rhino so I have to disagree with it. He said that I I don't agree with DeSantis's uh uh plans again for Disney to take away their special tax district rights And he said, I don't know what the ruling is or what the, what he said specifically, but I just don't agree with it. So he knew out of hand, he didn't agree with it. So that's where, so Larry Hogan is as, uh, as much of a progressive left Republican as there is and still be a Republican. And here he is saying that, look, I'm going to suspend this good and substantial reason. And at the same time, governor Holcomb, Holcomb, I can't remember her name. Anyway, she's going to, uh, Say no. You have to. You have to show your social media accounts. Yeah, this is Free State of Florida news. Conservative brief: Republicans defeat Democrats in major swing state with voter registration. All right. So here's back to the separation. Who's who's separating where? It says there are five million one hundred thirty-five thousand seven hundred forty-nine registered Republicans compared to four million nine hundred fifty-nine thousand eight hundred thirty-eight registered Democrats in the Sunshine State as of May thirty-first. The Republican Party has added added 82,900 more voters to its ranks since the last major U.S. election cycle in 2020. So this is important because previously, Florida was one of the swing states. And so if you look at the Electoral College, which uh, now we understand why Lawrence O'Donnell hates it, because if you looked at Electoral College, if you are able to win certain big states like California, New York, Texas, Florida, the odds of you not winning the election for the for the president is are, are very small because they have so many so many people in those states and the electoral college count is so high in those states so here's florida which used to be a swing state is now not as much of a swing state is more of a red state and so this is a problem and this is again like why i said like i said this is why uh, people like lawrence o'donnell do not want the Electoral College to be around because Electoral College allows for the democracy, democratization. You know, they love democracy. It allows for the democratization of the vote across states. So if you have a population center like uh, New York City or Los Angeles or Philadelphia or, uh, or Miami or, um, you know, pick it, whatever big population center you have, Chicago, you can dominate National politics through the presidency by just winning these big cities. And that's why all you would do is if you were the president, all you would do is campaign in these big cities. And what would you be campaigning on? Well, things that are important to big cities, obviously. Why would you ever go to Iowa? No one would ever go to Iowa. Why would you ever go to New Hampshire? No one would ever go to New Hampshire running for president if there was no electoral college. And the stupidity of people like Lawrence O'Donnell is they don't understand this or they understand it and they don't like it because they don't live in those little towns and they think those little towns suck. They think those little towns are, are, are nothing. And little do they know those little towns produce the stuff that he eats that he feeds his face with as potatoes and things come from Iowa, which you would never visit if you were uh, a presidential candidate going uh, to win on a national pop national vote versus electoral college. But see people like Lawrence O'Donnell, they think those States don't matter. They think the people there are backward and they don't, they don't live where he lives in California or New York or Washington, DC, wherever the hell he lives. And so he thinks that your vote should not count as much as his vote. And the, the idea that uh, there is an electoral college, like I said, is the only reason that people would even care Net, from a presidential standpoint, about what happens to anybody outside of a big city, and because if you look at these maps, if you, all you have to do is the first time I saw it was after 2000 when they had the county maps, and it was really eye opening when they showed the Bush versus Gore counties, and it's a, a sea of red and tiny, tiny little islands of blue, and yet the 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 electoral college, I'm sorry, let the the popular vote went to Gore that year. It's like one of the first years it went to Gore or went to the winner. I'm sorry, the loser of the presidential election, the popular vote, the loser got more of the popular vote and the winner got more of the electoral college vote. And that's what set them off first. That's what made these liberals crazy. These leftists, they said, this is not right. This is not, this is not fair. And as they are tend to do it through temper tantrums and became very emotionally unstable about it. Anyway, it's been going on since then, uh, when when trump won i believe he did not win the popular vote yes uh, uh hillary clinton won it so that's their idea is their strategy is to pack these cities pack the cities full of voters the more people you've put in the cities the more likely they're to vote democrat the more likely we're to win and then that's the big thing is 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 try to get rid of the electoral college But anyway, so this Republicans defeat Democrats in the major swing state with voter registration. This, again, is part of the divorce. So people are divorcing themselves legally, not divorcing, legally separating themselves into the the state where they want to live. They say, look, I want to go live with Daddy DeSantis. I don't want to live with uh, Nanny uh, Newsom. I want to live with Daddy DeSantis in Florida. I don't want to live with Nanny Newsom, And so they have packed up the family and moved to Florida. And then Nanny Newsom is saying, hey, hey, don't come back over. You know, you can go. We'll, we, we, I won't make you clean your room. I won't make you do anything that, you know, like Daddy DeSantis does. You can have, you know, you can shoot up drugs and you can defecate in the streets. You can shoot up drugs in the streets. You can you can have abortions up until 9 months, you can have abortions up to the time of delivery. <clears throat> if you know, if you kill your child after infancy, will 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 allow that. So this is um uh, this is what the national separation looks like. Uh, this is more news from Florida. Leon County judge rules Florida's 15-week abortion law unconstitutional. And so this law went into effect I believe it was signed in april anyway it's a 15 week ban on abortions after 15 weeks of pregnancy it was ruled unconstitutional by a judge in um, florida it says this is from tallahassee.com leon county circuit george judge john cooper ruled that the restriction clashes with an earlier state supreme court ruling which concluded that abortion is protected by the florida constitution's right to privacy It says, women have a privacy right under the state constitution who agreed to issue a temporary injunction. Current state laws allows for most abortions within 24 weeks of pregnancy. Uh, So I looked it up. I said, well, this was a state constitutional uh, law. What is a state constitutional provision? And here it is. It's section 23 of the Florida constitution says right of privacy. Every natural person has the right to be let alone and free from government intrusion into the person's private life, except as otherwise provided herein. The section shall not be construed to limit the public's right of access to public records and meetings as provided by law. So, in in that ruling, in that sorry, that provision, that's where the right of privacy and abortion is contained, according to this judge, and according apparently to the Supreme Court previously. And so, this is exactly the law that, or the provision under the Constitution, which does not exist by the way, in the United States Constitution, that was the right of privacy. That they were saying, well, this is what Roe v. Wade is under the right of privacy, and that's why abortion is is good for for anybody at any time, except the first trimester. They or except the last trimester. I can't remember what Roe v. Wade. It doesn't matter. It's gone now. But anyway, um, that's what that's what they said. And so this law apparently, or this provision, is was what this Judge Cooper is hanging his head on. So this is what you're seeing in a lot of the different states is the the states are deciding. Some of these states are saying, "Look, we're going to set these laws into place, and now the the next step of the judicial process, is, I guess, is going to take over. So there are going to be more lawsuits. So still to be to be determined. But again, this goes back under the you know, do you want to live with Nanny Newsom or Daddy DeSantis, or do you want to go live with uh, your uh, your uncle up there in uh, New Jersey?" Jonathan Chate, this is from the Blaze. Jonathan Chate, I don't know how you pronounce this guy's name. I think it's Chate. Jonathan Chate calls Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, a quote, authoritarian. Ooh. <laughs> and then he gets, this is even better. So he calls uh, DeSantis an authoritarian. And who chimes in? Republican U.S. Representative Joe Walsh. He's a, he's such a strong guy. Jonathan Chait calls Florida governor, Ron DeSantis, an authoritarian New York magazine writer, Jonathan Chait described Florida governor DeSantis as quote, deeply authoritarian figure and former U S representative Joe Walsh claimed that the sunshine state governor is not conservative like he is, you know, he's a big conservative DeSantis is a deeply authoritarian figure. Who's consolidating the fringe right-wing groups Trump brought into the party. Chait tweeted, uh, who are the fringe right-wing groups? Um, in another tweet, Chate added, the Trump skeptical conservatives who love DeSantis are distrustful of Trump's incompetence, not his authoritarianism. They prefer a more competent authoritarian, which DeSantis is. And then Walsh responded to Rufo's post. Uh, Chris Rufo was the re- reason he posted all this was because of something Chris Rufo wrote. Anyway, Chris Rufo wrote that the, the, the only reason that authority, I'm sorry, never Trump people, uh, oppose DeSantis, or the only people that oppose DeSantis are never Trumpers, is what he said. I forget what he said. Anyway, here's what he says. This is a bullcrap. I'm never Trump, but I come from the populist base. This is is, uh, Walsh. I oppose DeSantis because he's not conservative. He's authoritarianism. He uses government to punish individuals and private companies. I oppose him because he doesn't believe in freedom, free speech, or the Constitution. I do. This guy used to run this guy used to have a radio show and then he got fired from his radio show when he announced he was running for president and then he doesn't have a radio show he didn't he didn't win the presidency and I think he has a podcast now but anyway that's 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 The governor DeSantis is in the crosshairs of the powerful people on the left and the non-powerful people like Jonathan shake. But anyway, people on the left, DeSantis is seen as the heir apparent, if not the replacement for Trump. And he scares a lot of these guys uh, out of their wits and he scares them for a good reason because he's a successful guy. And the reason he's successful the most, most, mostly he's successful is because he's not scared. And that's what he shares with Trump is Trump was not scared. The guys that were scared, people like uh, McCain, people like Romney, they were frightened to death. They ran as Republicans, scared to death that they were going to offend anybody on the left, especially anybody in the media. And they tried as hard as they could not to offend. And they didn't, for the most part, even though they were attacked by these media people. And they got their asses kicked in the presidential elections. And that's what these people on the left like, and that's what also never Trumpers like. That's a, that's another thing that we got to get to is never Trumpers. What are never Trumpers? Never Trumpers largely are quote unquote conservatives who failed, who have been failures. And now they are never Trumpers because Trump was not seen as a conservative. When Trump was first running, he was not, thought to be a conservative he was thought to be a liberal republican kind of like a romney a more charismatic romney maybe Uh, maybe a guy that would maybe uh, believe in abortion maybe a guy who would believe in big government programs maybe a guy who would believe in uh gun control maybe a guy who would believe in uh big uh big education becoming more and more dominant but he didn't and what he did was he um he delivered on all these conservative things that were objectives of the never Trumpers before they were never Trumpers. And he delivered on these things that made them look like complete idiots, made them look like imbeciles. They wrote and they went on cruises and they uh, they even won elections, but they were never able to able to get to the uh, the success level that, that Trump got. And it made it that made them. he made them irrelevant. He made them look like the fools that they are showing themselves to be now. And what happened was these never Trumpers became very upset. They became very emotionally distraught about this because they were punked, because they were they were shown to be uh, impotent. And that's why they're lashing out now. And that's why people like Walsh write the things that they write about uh, DeSantis, because they see DeSantis as another one of those guys. DeSantis is a guy who's going to not be afraid. DeSantis is a guy who's going to go in there and actually get things done rather than just talk about it, rather than just write about it, rather than just raise money for cruises about it, rather than just uh, unsuccessfully run for president, but also get a big campaign chest about it. Also, you know, so these guys, they're, they're these never Trumpers, like I said, failures at conservatism, Yet, they think they're conservative, and they are scared to death that there's going to be a Ron DeSantis who is young, and is going to be around for a long time, and then they're going to, because how long can you be a never-Trumper? What are you going to become, a never-DeSantis next? Pretty soon, you're going to be irrelevant, and you're going to be completely gone. Look at the list of never-Trumpers who used to be on the radar, and who, I would, they're like, you can. The never Trumpers that who used to be mainstream conservatives used to be on TV, used to used to read about them. These guys might as well be in the witness protection program. Tell me where, uh, where, uh, bill crystal is, where is bill crystal? Where could you, if I, if I said, look, you cannot use Google, tell me where you can find the, the latest, uh, insight from bill crystal who used to run the weekly standard, uh, look at national review. I mean, national review has gone downhill so badly. It is, it is approaching the level of uh, weekly standard before it went down, and it most likely will follow the uh, direction of weekly standard. But look at all these guys, you know, uh, Jonah Goldberg, uh, uh, Hayes, what is it, other people. Um, oh, George Will even, he's, he's, he's gone. You know, George Will was a stalwart, uh, mainstream, quote-unquote conservative. I, George Will, when's the last time you ever read anything that George Will wrote? Probably not a long time. Anyway, that's what makes the, the that's what makes these people call Ron DeSantis an authoritarian and not conservative. Oh, this is uh, interesting. So you've been driving around, driving around, paying for gas. It's like five dollars, depending on where you live. Could be more, could be less. We went to Georgia, it was actually less, which was good. But anyway, it says this is from Free Beacon, Washington Free Beacon. Biden sold a million barrels from U.S. Strategic Petroleum Reserve to China-owned gas giant. The Biden administration sold roughly 1 million barrels from the strategic, strategic petroleum reserve to a Chinese state-controlled gas giant that continues to purchase Russian oil. A move the energy department said would, quote, support American communities or American consumers and, quote, combat Putin's price hike. Oh, my God. Biden's energy department in April announced a sale of 9, 950,000 gallons of strategic petroleum reserve barrels to UNIPEC, the trading arm of the Chinese china petrochemical corporation uh so this is the biden the biden administration again doing what they can do to screw up your life even more so they pump petroleum out of the ground for us i'm sorry from our reserve and sell it to china and uh this was done in in the name of uh saving you money i don't know how that works exactly but i'm pretty sure that giving money or giving oil to uh China is not going to lower our gas prices. This is this is interesting though because you say, well, why the hell would they do that? And Tracy actually asked, asked that, why would they do that? I don't I don't know why they did. Do I don't know why they did it either. But I wonder if it wasn't done to appease the Chinese. Uh, what what would they be appeasing? Well, obviously, there's never a better time to invade Taiwan than right now. If you were China and you ever wanted to invade Taiwan. The best time to do it would be right now and the reason because to have a weak executive uh you don't have anybody on the right uh am sorry republican side who would basically stand up to this this group of uh clowns and um so this would be the best time but so that, let's say if you're in china and you're having a meeting with the secretary of state or whoever and they say look we're thinking about taking over Taiwan. You know, we just got to, they're ours, they're ours by, uh, by rights. And, uh, you know, they have all this technology. We need it and we need it. And then you're Obama and you're a weak. where well, you're Obama's lucky and you're weak and you don't know what to do, but you say, well, you know, what can we do to help you? What, how can we convince you not to do this besides just do it out of your good heart to save our asses. And then they say, well, you know, I know you getting you're getting a lot of that oil out of the ground. How about we get some of that oil? Okay, well, if we give you that oil, then what? Well, maybe maybe we don't need to invade Taiwan yet. Oh, okay. So I don't know if that's the case or not, but I would not be surprised at all. And then just this morning, this is breaking news from Breitbart. Japanese ex-Prime Minister Shabe or Sensu Abe dies from gunshot wounds. This guy was the prime minister when Trump was president. And he was actually, Trump and him were kind of like buddies. Anyway, he was assassinated while giving a speech. And it was I saw a video of it, not the whole thing, but I saw the video of where the speech was taking place. And it was taking place on an open street. And he was apparently shot from the back by this man with a uh, homemade shotgun, it looked like. And uh, it says, the shooting has shocked a nation where gun violence is rare because they have such strong gun control that's what they say. Currently doctors are doing everything they can but that he didn't survive. He was shot in the back and they said it when they found him or when they got to him he was in cardiopulmonary arrest and he he did not survive. 100 units of blood was transfused but this guy uh, this uh, man when he was i I looked it up on AP and the first thing that they said was AP is terrible actually. If you look at the AP a lot of things they they're just terrible. The the writing is very challenged sometimes to try to read it, but then to just, just the tenor of it. I mean, you can go back to some of these, like the terrorist. Um, I forgot which terrorist it was that uh, Trump smoked. Anyway, some terrorist that Trump smoked, and um, they said, "Oh, he was a he was a learned uh, a scholar or something like this." And this guy was a a terrorist. He was a murderer. And they're like, "Oh, he's a he's a learned scholar," and, and then. When someone dies who is not at their bent, then they just, they let it, they let it all out. And so apparently this sinsu Abe, they called him and it's in the AP, they said he was an arch conservative and the divisive leader and was assassinated almost as if they were justifying it. And this was in the opening paragraph of his, his uh, of his obituary or whatever you call it, an announcement. And this was from the AP and this is, <laughs> this is from Breitbart. So it doesn't read that, but the AP is like, geez, these people are tasteless. And then they went on to talk about how he was divisive and, uh, you know, he angered liberals and blah, 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 blah. I was just thinking, good God, you guys are you are awful. And then Reuters, I read Reuters, and the Reuters at least didn't say that. They just they actually, better reporting, they said, you know, how it happened, you know what, but <laughs> AP, good Lord. Uh, well, that's it for today. I hope you guys are having a good weekend or have a good weekend. Join us on drtommy.com slash podcast for more Dr. Tommy show and then also Listen uh, on any of your podcasting platforms, and then you can watch it only on Rumble, no longer on YouTube because of the thought uh, crime that was committed. Uh, we'll see you next week. Have a good weekend. Bye-bye.